0: Good evening. My name is Greg Vaccaro. I used to be one of the pastors here. And this is Kevin.
1: Yeah, if you haven't wondered, this was my idea. All right. It was it was totally Kevin's idea.
0: Alright, we're like youth.
1: I'm sorry, of- Ed. No. All right, just right. kidding. So listen, tonight we're gonna do something we have never done before. We're gonna tag team preach a message.
0: Never been done. Nope. With me and Kevin anyway. That's, right. that's Kevin.
1: right. But tonight we're gonna talk about how yeah. to make twenty twenty-three the best year yet. Now Greg and I are committed this year to being spiritually
0: fit. You committed? I'm committed. Kevin, all right. how about you? You committed? Absolutely. And all we
1: right. want to invite you guys all right, to come mm. on the journey with us. All right? You ready,
0: Greg? Yeah, let's get set up all for right, a second go. here. right, let's go. Yes. Sorry, we need to move chairs, props. Just give us a second. Yeah, we need to get our chairs here. All right. Whew. Man, I'm already sweating. I just did
1: a little jog up here. I know.
0: This is Thanks. your stuff. Yeah, I need that. You need that. Sweet. It's a big Bible you got there, Kevin. You're working out holding that thing. Come on.
1: All right. So now here's the deal. Why do you need to get spiritually fit? And Greg, I'm going to need you to switch that slide. There you go. All right. Now, I don't know how many of you guys have seen Rocky Four. All right. But we'll get the slide up there soon. There he is. All right. Now, I don't know about you, but has anybody, like, felt like 2022 was, like, rough for them? Anybody felt that way? All right, I'm in your boat, okay? Now, amazing, Uh, my wife had our third child on December 1st. Yes, it was amazing. And here's the deal, I'm awesome. We have switched from man-to-man defense to zone, okay? They outnumber us, all right? So I'm telling you, it's amazing, but it's also hard. OK, now the other thing is, I mean, financially, I don't know if you guys have been to the grocery market before, but everything like is doubled in price. And I'm like sweating, dear Jesus. All right. What's going on? And and you know, now I have a new house and there's bills. OK, I want to be a good husband, a good wife. And Greg, every day I wake up and I feel like I'm in the midst of a battle, you know, I'm fighting and I get it. You know, I might not be fighting that guy, Ivan. Right. But every day I'm, I'm in a battle, you know, and I want to be the best husband. I want to be the best father. I want to make a difference in people's lives. You know something, Greg? I can't do any of that without Jesus. And That's I right. need to be spiritually right. fit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I need it. Now, the other thing is this. I know that if I want to make a difference in this world, there's no way I'm going to do it with lasting, without lasting fruit if I don't have Jesus at the center of everything I'm doing. So we're going to talk today about how to be spiritually fit. All right? You ready, Greg?
0: If you're ready, man, I'm ready. We're going to do this spiritually fit. You ready? All right. All right. Now, here's what we're going to
1: do. All right? We're going to give a little example of what not to do. All right? I got so, the Bible. No, Greg, Greg. Greg, Greg, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, how many are you doing? You're going to give me two? No, I'm giving you three, You're man. going three, three. All right. three. All right, all right. Three NIVs. Come Here on. we go. All right. Let me see how many you got. All right. Give all me right. at least ten reps, bro. Ten reps. Come on, come on. Here we go. One. Yes, yes, yes. Come on. Dig, dig, dig. Two, do, two, two. Yes, come on. Come on, three. Three. Uh. Nice. All right. All right. That is not the way to get spiritually fit. Okay. We're just totally kidding. All right. Pretty light actually. Right. But there is a way that we're going to talk about tonight on how to get spiritually fit. Some main points that we want to go over to you. All right. Greg, you want to take it away?
0: Yeah. So, you know, many of you, if you've been here before, you probably heard that I like to, I like infomercials, right? It's one of those things. My family has now banned me from watching infomercials, but you know, sometimes they sneak up on you. Um, but if you were gonna watch an infomercial and you had a choice between good, better, or best, what would you go with? Best. You'd probably go with best, but you know what? Sometimes good is good enough, depends on what you're buying. Sometimes better, well, middle of the road, I'm not gonna go the cheapest thing, I'm not gonna go the most expensive thing. But growing up, I had a nickname. Now, you've heard about a lot of my nicknames, all right, but you've never heard about this nickname before. Anybody French here? All right, so you'll have to tell me if you've ever heard this word and if it's legit or not. But my mother majored, she had her master's in French, and she gave me the term, I'm a bon vivant. Which, bon vivant, does that mean anything to someone who speaks French? I don't know. But anyway, what she told me about what it meant was that I like the best things in life. I don't like good, I don't like better, I like best. So I don't know if that means anything. You can tell me afterwards if my pronunciation is wrong, but... um, So good, better, or best. So what does God's word say about physical fitness? Should we be good? Should we be better? Or should we be best? And what about spiritual fitness? Kevin, take it away. Well, actually, I got this one. Wait a minute. Physical training is good. But training for godliness is much better. Right? What's what's better than much better? I would say that's probably best. Right? So training for godliness is best. Why? Because it promises benefits in this life and the life to come. Right? If I'm pressing the Bible, if I'm pressing weights, what does it really do me? All right, maybe my muscles are going to get bigger, I get more endurance, but that all goes away when this life passes away. But what I do spiritually to get fit, like get a hold of this, what we do spiritually is going to help us in this life and the life to come.
1: And I don't know if any of you guys have ever tried to get, uh, you know, in shape, right? It gets a little tougher as you get older, just letting you little kids know, all right? But... Uh, when I was a player and I was a coach, I mean, we would do tons of stuff. Like, I played soccer all growing up. And if you guys don't know, like, if you make it up to the, the college level, you are running around for about 90 minutes, you know. And if you, my coach was just crazy. He would put me in at all different positions. So I'd play forward, midfield, back. I would just be running all over the place. But it's difficult. And it's, it's hard to stay. But it also takes commitment. Now, when I was a coach, my kids hated me because I would make them run so hard. They would come to double sessions in August, all right, and we would run, run, run. Sometimes kids would puke, you know, and I would just look the other way because that was the price they would have to pay to get where we needed to be. But I'll tell you this, we won championships. And the reason why we won championships, because a lot of times when it came to the fourth quarter, the whole other team would be dead. But guess who was running around, spinning around, was fine, could kick the ball, could do whatever I asked them to do. Our kids would because we trained, we prepared for each game, all right? And it's similar in real life, isn't it, Craig? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Now, some key components to training, all right? Uh, the first thing is you need to uh, set time aside for exercise. Uh, we need to have workout routines, <clears throat> accountability, and looking back from time to time. And let's talk about these just for a quick second. Um, now, when you have a routine, routine can really look very different uh, for, for each and every person,
0: all right? Uh, actually, we're going to go in this. I'm not going to skip, so let's keep going, Greg. Sorry, right. I'm missing it. So, no matter whether you're a novice at working out or you've been working out for a long, long time, would you agree with me that you need each of these components, right? So, so I don't care if you've been a Christian for a day, a month, a year, or a hundred years. Anybody Christian? No, probably not a hundred years. Um, so what does it look like? Uh, we want to go through each one of these for a minute, right? Set focus time aside. Now, you probably agree the workout is not going to happen unless you, like, take the time, put it in your calendar, go to the gym, do whatever else. I don't know what works best for you guys, but maybe hit the gym early in the morning, maybe hit the gym late at night. You know, the, the story that I like to, to to tell in this, for this uh, setting focus time aside, is when I used to work at Intel, um, I would have a one-on-one with my boss once a week, and he was a very hard, he was a very busy person, but he was also just hard to find, you know, and uh, My rhythm was I like to get to work about 8.30. It was an hour job. I'd leave my house around 7.30, get there on 8.30. Guess when he'd schedule the one-on-ones a lot of times? 8 o'clock. And I'd be like, Joe, you're killing me. Why you got to do this at 8? I would not tell him that. I only think that. Um, But you know what? If he set up a one-on-one at 8 o'clock, he would give me a room, and I'd make sure I was at that room five minutes early. Why? Because it wasn't just I'm trying to brown-nose Joe. I got stuff I need to tell Joe. Joe's got, I need answers from him about what am I doing and how am I doing it and how am I directing my team and what's coming down from management and all this stuff. That was a crucial meeting for me to have with Joe once a week. And, and why did I make it? It was not my rhythm to get there for 8 o'clock in the morning. But if he scheduled for 8, I was there at 8. I knew exactly what room I was going to because I, I, I knew that I needed that meeting. And you now think about this, that God desires a meeting with all of us every day. What's the time he wants to get together? I don't know what time he's put on your calendar, but there's a, there's a time and a date on each of your calendar for every day. Are you going to be the person that's like, you know, God's looking, where, where are they? Are they coming? Are they going to be here? Like Joe never had to wonder if I'm going to be there because I always beat him to the room. Sometimes he beat me, but he would, he would get there earlier than I would. Um, so I think that's really important that we have a time and we have a place. And, and what time works best, I'm not sure what, what works best for you, but I knew, I knew it because Joe would put the time <coughs> on my calendar. God will show you what's going to work best for you.
1: So for me, you know, it's so important. It, the, the most I can do, the best I can give God, I think, is really starting off the day with God. But now I have a third kid in the mix. You know, sometimes they wake up screaming. Sometimes schedules get crazy and that get, gets uh, mixed up. But it's really important for us every day to take that time and to spend with our Lord. Now, I know, like, you know, some of you may feel like Josh or me, where sometimes that times get, uh, it gets messed up. Um, But God is wanting to us not just to check a box, but he's wanting us to practice his presence.
0: Hmm. And
1: what does that mean? You know, it doesn't matter where we are. Sometimes, you know, I'm here, I'm driving somewhere to work, or I have somewhere to go. And sometimes my quiet time, my alone time is in my car. You know, but e- even thinking bigger, you know, when I, we, I, some of you guys know, I just built a house, you know, and I, and I know the story of Daniel and, and how he was favored of God and how he, you know, spent three times a day, you know, praying to God and how his life was blessed and protected by that. And so even when I built my house, you know, I said, you know what, I want a Daniel room in my house. So on the second floor, my second floor is not finished yet. It costs so much money to build a house these days, but there's a room up there that'll be dedicated, you know, for prayer specifically. Um. And I just want to encourage you guys that, you know, if you guys miss the time, don't let that kick your butt, uh, but plan for it, build for it. And no matter what the situation is, God wants you to invite him in. Anytime you can think about it, anytime you get a chance, refocus on God. You have a problem that arises at work with your kids, whatever. The first thing, your mind, we need to train it to think to is go to God. God, what do you, what's the wisdom on this? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to work this out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he wants us to train us to get us in that mindset to have the mind of Christ. You know, and it's difficult because we want to try to do everything on our own power, right? We're Americans, all right? Enduring um, our own strength, that individual spirit,
0: right? But we need to learn totally to depend on God. All right, so let's talk about what a spiritual workout routine could look like, all right? Um, I think every routine's got to start with thanking God for who He is, right? We, we know what the Bible has to say that, um, you know, we should give thanks in all things, right? That's the, that's the will of God. We should be reading the Bible. We, we all know that, right? We should be praying, we should be listening. All these things are components. And we're going to take some time to break it down for you and go through each one of these in just a little bit um, to just try to dig in and, and peel the layer of the onion back and kind of share some stories about what do we do and how do we do it. So, Kevin, thanking God for who he is.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting when, when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, he started off, um, "O father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Uh, we should really start off. <clears throat> Our praise that way and, and being praising God in, in all circumstances. And I don't know about you, but man, winter time in New England, for me, it can get depressing. You know, we only have like three hours of sunlight, all right? Thank God it's not negative 10 degrees out right now, so I'm praising God for that. But to me, it is depressing. You know, I love being outside, I love the sunshine, all right? I don't know why God called me New Hampshire, but I'm here and I'm love to love Him anyways, and I love you guys. Um, but you know, think about this. One of the greatest examples, I think, it, when we read in the Bible, is the story of David. I mean, that guy, you know, he gets anointed king. He, uh, by, by God, he, he kills a, a giant, you know. And he's thinking, man, everyone's singing his praises everywhere. And all of a sudden, the king of the land, Saul, who's the, the, the present king, he goes and he starts hunting him down. And he's in a wilderness, you know. He's scared of his life. His, his parents, all his family leave him. You know, and he cries out to God. And if you read the Psalms, he really, really is burdened. He's really upset. He's really like, God, where the heck are you? Like, you said I was going to be king, and here I'm out to be like a fillet. All right? Like, this isn't cool. And I don't know about you, but, but sometimes, you know, we need to break out of that depression. We need to break out of that. And the best way to do that is by worshiping God. And we worship God. Like, we allow God, we give him an open opportunity to start working and moving in our life. We take our mind off the negative and we put it on the God who's bigger than anything we face. Mm-hmm. And I look at David's life because I can't, look, I can't think of one time in his life where God didn't come through in a crazy big way for David. <laughs> and if he can do it for him, why can't he do it for me? Right? Yeah. Um, so we need to always keep thankfulness at the foreground and starting off that way, it really gets our heart right to receive what God has for us. Greg.
0: Yeah. It, you know, being thankful builds perspective, right? We're not thanking God uh, because God needs our thankfulness. We, we thank God because it changes who we are as, as we thank him and as we praise him. So if that's the first step, thanking God for who he is. Second step we said was, was getting into the word, right? But before we talk about getting into the word, I just want to take a step back. Why? What's the goal What's the goal of reading the Bible, right? So, you know, I've been a Christian since I've been 10 years old. That's more than 50 years now. Yeah, I'm over 60. Um, and I have, I have tried for a lot of years to read the Bible. And, and I've been unsuccessful for a lot of years. Lately, you know, unlike Josh, <clears throat> and it's great to have both examples, I read the whole Bible this past year. It was wonderful. But I'm in a different season of life. I'm, you know, Meg and I were, were almost empty nesters until we had one move back. But it's for all practical purposes, our house is pretty quiet. So it's easy for me to get into the Word. It's easy for me to find my time. It wasn't always that way. right? So, but if you had asked me early on, Greg, what's, what's your goal for reading the Bible? Here's how I might have answered why I want to read the Bible. Well, you know, my goal is I want to learn more about Jesus. And if Jesus is the Word made flesh, I want to learn more about him. I want, to, I want to read all that I can in his Word. Or it might have been, you know, there's those people that I know that, like, they can just quote chapter and verse on everything. You tell them a subject and, like, oh, the Bible says this, the Bible says that. I, like, I want to be one of those people someday. Like, how am I going to learn it? How am I going to quote it if, I, if I've never even read it? It's kind of hard to quote something you've never read. Um, I wanted to be consistent in the Word, but I found that when I wasn't consistent, you know what? I, or when I was consistent, I wanted to be more consistent because I felt closer to God, right? But then the times that I wasn't as consistent as I wanted to be, guess what? I would feel guilty. I'd feel like I'm probably less of a Christian today. Or maybe God doesn't like me as much today as he did the day before because I didn't get into his word, right? I had this performance mentality. And I think some of us, we can get that performance mentality. And, and I would feel guilty about not being in a word. So Kevin and I talked a little bit about this. We, we both approach getting into the word differently, but I think it's important for us just to share with you, all right, how do we do it? So Kevin, what do you do? Yeah. And what's th- your goal? <laughs>
1: the goal really is to get to know Jesus. Bottom line <clears throat> is develop that relationship with him. You know, when somebody who hasn't been married forever, it takes work to get to know somebody. It definitely takes time to get to know who that person is, what they think on certain things, how they act. And one of my favorite uh, verses is in John 15 about abiding. And there's so many amazing promises <clears throat> in those verses where God talks about ab- abiding in him and a friendship that you develop with him. Because Jesus, that's one of the, well, the first times that he called uh, his disciples friends. Uh, and promise to bear fruit in life. No you know, God, when we spend time with him, when we get to know him, he, when we read the Bible, it's crazy. The Bible starts reading us, you know, and we start seeing things. Oh man, God starts working and moving and pruning things in our life and showing us, man, we can be better. We can do this. And a lot of times though, it even gives us encouragement. Like you read it and there's life in it and you're you come in and you're like all sad, but you leave and you're like pumped up and ready to face life. Um, <clears throat> you know, in our vision statement, uh, you know, for the church is know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make difference. And know God is really at the forefront of that. And it all starts there. And it's really interesting. We really have to look at the Bible too and see in Jesus' day, we got to be cautious. Because the people who knew the word the best were the people who didn't, ever, who didn't recognize Jesus. So you can know the Bible. You know, you can quote verses. You can do whatever. But if you have that religious spirit and don't have that relationship... It's off or not. Yeah. You know? So really, when you're reading the word, when you're diving in, it, it's really way more, and I think I'm from'm getting head here, but it's way more of a conversation than it is we're just becoming smart and becoming like all head knowledge. Because head knowledge puffs up, right? But there's a humility that goes along with that relationship with God. Um, <clears throat> so whenever we pray uh, and whenever we, um, you know, enter into that relationship with God, uh, we need Uh, just to continue that i'll let you skip ahead
0: yeah so you know you might have been here for christmas eve service right and at the end of the service i invited anybody that doesn't know jesus like this is your chance let today be your day we we want to pray that prayer of salvation and i call it a sinner's prayer but then i offered a book afterwards right i don't have a copy of it up here maybe kevin grab one so we can show it but it's called living in christ would you grab one from over there um and the reason why we offer this book as a church is because just giving your life to the Lord is only step one. It's day one of a lifetime journey. You got to know how to live in Christ, right? So so we recognize as a church that it's not just a one-day thing. It's not a box-checking thing that we're doing trying to build a relationship. No, we want to grow in that relationship that we have with the Lord. So. You know, over the years, some of the things that I've learned is I, I used to have a goal of how many chapters am I reading? What am I doing? How, and, and that's where I failed so much because I was very performance-based in it. And now I, I've gone to this concept the past couple of years of reading for a takeaway. All right, so what do I mean when I say a takeaway? All right. I, I read, I have a plan that I read, and, and I will talk about that in a minute. But I'm, I'm not reading the plan just to check and say, okay, yes, I've done it. Day one, day two, day 365, you know, whatever. It's not that I'm checking the day. I'm looking for in that day as I go through the reading, what's my takeaway? So I'll spend that time reading. And whether it's five verses or five chapters, I'm looking for what is that thing I'm going to connect with and that I'm going to take, take with me through the rest of the day. So here's an example of a takeaway. Let's say I was reading in Matthew 4. And I come upon this verse, Matthew 4, 4. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say, he's talking to the devil now. The devil's tempting him. He's in the wilderness. And Jesus says, no, the people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Right, so as I read that, I'm like, wow, that's so cool. What does that mean to me? My takeaway would be, I need God's word like I need food. But here's, here's how the Holy Spirit speaks. You know what, if I miss breakfast. Do I feel guilty by the time I get to lunchtime? No, I feel hungry by the time I get to lunchtime. If I miss breakfast and lunch, do I try to eat three meals to make up for breakfast and lunch by the time I get to dinner? No, I just have a good dinner, but I'm hungry when I get to dinner. So like if you've been like I have been for so many years where you're like, oh man, I missed a day in the Bible. Oh, I'm not a good Christian. No, man, don't be guilty. Get hungry, right? That's what God wants. He wants that relationship for us that this is not a performance-based thing. But now that I read, yes, am I reading to finish a plan? Sure, I am. But if I miss a day, it's not the end of the world. I just go to the next day. I start off, you know, I don't try to catch up. I just jump right back in where I am. Um, But each day when I read, I'm looking for a takeaway. And that takeaway, I found other guys that are reading the plan with me and I send a text of that takeaway. So I might have five different ones that uh, during during my reading. Like this could be it. This could be it. God, what's the one that I'm going to text out? And that's the one I text. But it's amazing how the Holy Spirit uses that through my day. I'm talking with someone. I'm meeting with someone. Oh, you know what? I was just reading this morning. If you get the Shiloh News, a lot of what you hear in the Shiloh News is the takeaway that I had from that day or from that week. So it's really cool. Try to read the word of God. Not just for I'm reading a chapter. I'm reading five chapters. But what's your takeaway? And here's an example of how God can speak through his takeaway. So what I do, I I have read the Bible. I have marked up, you know, hard copy Bibles till there's hardly any any, uh, words in the Bible that are not highlighted with a different color. But over the past number of years, I never thought I would go to this. I remember when my brother was telling me about the Bible app years and years ago, I'm like, I would never use a Bible app. Now you know what, I use a Bible app because it's so convenient. You've got your phone with you all the time. Wherever I am, I can open up the Bible, and I don't have to be carrying this thing around. So I use this Bible app. There's a lot of different uh, Bible apps out there, but YouVersion is the one that's got millions and millions of downloads. It's, it's really the best one out there. And you know what, I found a plan, a plan that works for me. If, if you don't have a plan for, for how you're going to get spiritually fit, you're probably not going to get spiritually fit. You know, when I the most important and consistent times in my exercise has been when I've been paying money to go to a gym, right? Because if I'm paying money, I'm probably going to use it. Anybody pay the money and never go? Yeah, we've all done that too. I know. But you could pay me. You could pay me and I'll be your spiritual trainer. No, just kidding. Um, Well, kind of I guess you do that, right? Isn't that what I do here? I'm a spiritual trainer. Maybe that's true. You're already paying me. Um, But pick a plan. You could pick a plan on love. You could pick, pick a plan on anger. You could pick a plan on marriage, uh, on, on the beginning of the year. But search for a plan. You could read through a book of the Bible. You know, if you've never started reading and been consistent, like, just search for the book of John. There's four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I like John the best because I think he does the best job of explaining who Jesus was. Right? So, so look for a plan that takes you through the Gospel of John and, and just get started. So, Kevin, what do you do? And over the years, you've done so
1: many things. You know, read through the Bible. One of the biggest things I love highlighters because I love always anytime I read, like highlighting things that. So you're a physical copy
0: guy, not a. Yes. Not no, a Bible no app guy. I,
1: not, I don't like the abs so much. I don't like reading, but I know so many people do like reading on their phones. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, I find like in my car, I do have a lot of time when I travel back and forth. So a lot of times, if I'm reading through a book in the Bible, I find either a preacher that I love to listen to. Or you know a sermon, a teaching, uh, or a commentary on a book, and I love listening to commentaries because I know I can read, I can I can dive in. But some people they know the history, they know the archaeology, they know you know what was going on, and you just start peeling back layers of revelation and start seeing God and, and how the New Testament connects with the Old Testament, and you're just like whoa, you get a whole another picture in your mind. Um, currently, right now. Um, I'm actually reading a chronological Bible, you know, and that's totally different because instead of, you know, the Bible, it's not done in in, in any specific order. But when you read the Bible in a chronological you see, man, this event tied into that and this is why this happened. And again, it's a whole nother picture of what's going on in, in the word of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the next thing we're talking about, yes, is praying and listening, right? And the biggest thing with that is, uh, Prayer is a conversation with God. Now, here's an example of what not to do. So, you know, Greg, being my boss, a lot of times will come in and I'll ask, Hey, how's your.
0: How's your day? How's your day going?
1: Yeah, and if I came in and be like, oh my gosh, Greg, you wouldn't believe it. I mean, at 3 o'clock, my kids woke up, all right, started screaming, all right, and then one kid puked on the floor, all right, so I wake up, get back to bed for two hours, okay, then the other one comes out, she had done something in her diaper and I had to fix that, all right, and my wife, she gets up and she's, man... I don't know, she's just a mess, emotional, all this stuff's happening. But finally, I get three more hours of sleep, wake up, I'm here. There was so much traffic on the way to work, but Greg, I'm really busy, I gotta go. All right, see ya, peace, right? And we never give that opportunity to speak back and forth and to conversation with God. Well, a lot of times when I like to pray, I like to even ask God questions. You know, God, what do you think about this? God, I need this, like, what do I do? You know, and sometimes I don't hear an answer back instantly. But I'm gonna tell you this, A lot of times when I ask God questions, I find out as I go throughout my day, my question somehow gets answered or the provision gets provided. God created us in the Garden of Eden to walk with him, to be dependent on him. All right. And that has to do with a back and forth. So, again, it goes back to are we having conversations with God? Are we practicing his presence? Right. Right. so we can't monopolize the time always. So my uh, heart for us is that we'll conversate and we'll also listen. That we will make our requests known to God, that we'll sit still in his presence for time, even though it can be hard with little kids. Um, uh, pray in just like a conversation, all right? And um, yeah, Greg wants me to give an example here of God speaking to him. I mean, he spoke to me so many times. Uh, and I think one of the... Most interesting was because God, like if I'm sitting in a service and I'm listening to something and I'm supposed to speak or, or just something, a lot of times God will speak to me. And sometimes, to be honest with you, it doesn't even have anything to do with what the speaker is saying. It could be a great message, but I love to have notes written. One of the things that, one of the crazy things that happened in my life was somebody asked me to speak. I had a message for Thanksgiving. I'm in the shower, weird place, I know, I'm sorry. Um, you know, just taking a shower. And my like, God, what do you want me to speak on this? And all of a sudden he says, Kevin, I want you to do something called Why He Came Christmas. And we did this huge event that, that, that what, it was a Harmony Home event that, got, that happened at the beginning of the year. And hundreds of people go to that. But my big thing to you is anytime something presses on your heart, anytime something's bothering you, anytime you know, you're going through something, why not ask God, hey, God, what should I do about this? God, what do you think about this? You know? And give him an opportunity to respond to you.
0: Hmm. All right. So if that's prayer and listening, the next part of a good workout routine is this thing on accountability. Right? So how many of you would say that you're a disciplined person? Raise your show of hands. Anybody disciplined? Some, some of you somewhat. Just a few of you are. All right. All um, right. I would say I'm a very disciplined person. Yes, Siri, I'm not talking to you, sorry. Um, I would say I'm a disciplined person, but I've got to be honest with you that I have spent so many years trying to read the Bible in my own strength. There's something that's not just discipline doesn't get you there, right? Because it's a spiritual thing. Right? The enemy knows that when you get into the Word of God, you're going to be filling your, your uh, spiritual man, and that spiritual man's going to grow stronger and stronger. There's, there's a spiritual battle that you get into when you start to read the Word of God. Like, what is it that is so hard about opening this book that I think is going to bring me such life and doing it a little bit every day? Why is that so hard? But it can be incredibly hard at times. And, and I have found that having that accountability person... Um, can be huge in my life, right? So what I started a number of years ago has worked really well for me is I found a couple people that I invited them, hey, I'm, I'm reading this plan for the year. Would you like to read the same plan with me? And, and you know, as we as we read and as we get into it, how about I text you my takeaway, you text me your takeaway, you know? And sometimes it's a group of people that, that works well too. But it's never a, hey, where are you? I haven't seen what you've, you haven't sent me anything lately, you know? It's, um, just the fact that I would get one makes me want to give one. Or, or even if I'm giving and not getting, hey, I'm still finding my takeaway. I'm still getting something for it. So I, re- I remember when I first had this thought, I felt like it was a God thought, you know. I'm like, well, who am I going to ask? Oh, well, w- well, what if they say no? Or, or what if they think I'm stupid or I'm trying to be holier than now or, or whatever. Like all these thoughts go through your head about, oh, I could never do that. This is, this is a dumb idea. You know what? I, I took the leap. I asked God, God, show me who, and I found two other brothers that I did it with, and it was amazing. And now it's growing, and I got a lot of people that I text. I'm in different texting groups. We all got to read the same plan because I can't read five different plans. I'm only going to do one plan in a year. But it's great to in, just get involved with other people and to and to work through it all. So, you know, my encouragement to you would be, what if you ask God, God, hey, do you do you want me to do this and, and invite someone else into it? Maybe, husbands, you can invite your wives. That's worked. Meg and I have done the same plan for years, and, and this year we're going to be doing different plans. But it, it doesn't always have to be the same thing year after year. But but say, God, who would you ask me to invite? And, and maybe it's a, a friend of yours, or, or, or maybe it's someone in your small group. I don't know. But I, I think it would be wonderful if we could all ask the Lord, God, would you have me do this? And, and if so, who should I ask?
1: All right, next thing is... Uh... Looking back from time to time. Now, how many of you guys have ever been to the gym before and, and actually worked out for an extended period of time? All right. Now, when you do that over a course of weeks, maybe months, even a year, you notice a difference if you're consistent from day number one, when you check yourself out in the mirror and be like, it eh, could look better. All right. To like a couple weeks later. I don't know about you, but go to the gym and you work out and you notice, man, like, you're feeling stronger, like, a few weeks later. You know, at first, you know, you don't see anything. But then after a couple of weeks, you're noticing, oh, man. Like, and you notice a little tone, a little definition, all right? Gives you a little encouragement. But uh, with spiritually, you know, we should see some difference, like, in our lives, right? As we dig into God's word, as we spend time with him, there should be a spiritual effect. Uh, we should see our spiritual muscles growing. Um, and and one of the most amazing things, I think, in the Bible is Really, all good things come from God, right? And we know that, and that's, that's a big motivator for me. Like, when we need wisdom, we can ask God for it. He has so many promises in the Bible, uh, and we can pray those, and we seek him first in his righteousness. He promises to uh, provide for all that we need. Now, some examples of just, like, recently, like, have me having to uh, flex spiritual muscles, you know, It's been a really difficult time over the past, really, two or three years for my family and I to build a house. Like, if you didn't realize, uh, lumber prices really went through the roof, all right? It cost over double to build a house, what it did, you know, when we planned it out, like, two years ago. And that was a huge step of faith. Like, God, how am I going to do this? How am I going to pay for this? We have this much money. It costs this much. Um... And this is a crazy thing. Even timing for our baby born. My wife wanted to have our baby born in our house, which she's crazy, all right? I don't know why a hospital, but she wanted to. Do you know that our baby was born the next morning after, was after the first night that our whole family spent in our house? Like, that's totally God, okay? Um, not only that... I didn't know how to do certain things in my house. Things cost so much. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to put in the floors. I'm going to have to put in a tile. I need certain tools to do that. People from the body of Christ came to my house, taught me how to put in a floor, came with me, lent me the equipment to put in the tile. You were one of them, actually. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Good guy over here. All right. Um, you know, and showed me how to do all these things. And I had to learn day by day how to depend on him just to have a house so me and my family could live in, right? Yeah. But that's an opportunity, man. Day by day, we should look back and we should see God moving in our life. We should have stories as we're trusting in God, as we're reading, as we're doing things. We should have stories weekly, daily of God moving. And I think that's such an amazing thing because it's exciting. Like you see a supernatural God moving in
0: a supernatural way in your mundane, ordinary life. <laughs> yeah. It does make it exciting. Yeah. You know, you, you may know people like this, but you can have a lot of head knowledge about the Bible. Right? you can You can be able to quote chapter and verse, and it has never traveled from your head to your heart right i don 't want to be one of those people i don 't know about you, but I want the Jesus that I know to be alive in me I, I want to have, be so in love that it 's like i can 't stop talking about him and talking about his word because he 's alive in me, not just because I got a lot of knowledge and can give you facts and figures and and quotes and statistics and and all the rest of that right i i don 't I, I don't want to see us try to read the Bible just to gain head knowledge. We read the Bible because we're trying to get closer to God and and grow in our relationship with him. So now we want to wrap this this message up and talk about how about you, right? So I want to ask you, what's your spiritual journey been like? And and I like to get specific on you, if that's okay. Um, So if I had to ask you to rate your relationship with God right now, the end of 2022, and I want you to rate it You know, a one being, it's really not good at all. uh, And a tens being, my relationship with God is phenomenal. Where would you put yourself on that scale? No raise of hands. You don't need to share it with anybody. But for yourself, where would you say your relationship with God is today? Is it a two? Is it a six? Is it an eight? I don't know. But like, I want to ask you that question, and I want you to come up with a number. All right, so if you've got the number, now my next question is this for whatever number you rated it, it could have been a nine, it could have been a one, what would it have to be to be a 10? Right, so in your relationship with God, wherever you are today, what would, what would have to change in your life for your relationship with God to be a 10? Right, and, and I've been asking God to speak specifics to each one of us because this is how life change happens. When we go to God and we say, God, would you speak to me? And all of a sudden we start to get these thoughts. And it's like, oh, you know what? I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. That's the Holy Spirit answering our prayer because we're asking him, God, what would my relationship with you look like if it was a 10? What would I have to change? Because right now I want to create some space for you just to hear from God about, okay, what one of those things are you going to do? I'm not asking you to do all of the thoughts that just crossed your mind. I'm asking you to pick one. But if you would walk out of here with one thing you're going to do differently starting in 2023 that, that is going to help move you towards a relationship of a 10 out of 10 with God, like that would be life-changing. It would be the best 2023 ever that you could have. So we're just going to give a moment. Let's let's close our eyes. Monica's playing. Holy Spirit of God, I pray that you speak to each one of us. What is it, Lord, that we need to do? What are the things that we can change for our relationship to be a 10 out of 10? You know, I was reading this morning and I'm going to give you my takeaway from today. Revelations 22:17 says the spirit and the bride say, come, let anyone who's thirsty come. Let everyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. You know, and I've read revelations so many times through and I know the spirit and the bride say, come, but here's what clicked for me. I know the spirit saying, come, but who's the bride? Wear the bride, right? So now, as one bride to another bride, I'm inviting you. I'm saying the Spirit of the Lord is saying, I'm giving that invitation. Come. Some of you are thirsty because it's been too long since you've been in God's Word. It's been too long since you've been working out spiritually. And God is saying, Come, take a step of obedience today. What would it look like? What would you have to change? So, you know, I, I want to we want to make this message practical, but it's only practical if there's something that you're going to put into practice. So, so now I'm going to ask you to put something behind your, you know, whatever you're hearing. If, if you have been here and you've heard God say something specifically to you, would you stand to your feet right now? There's something you're going to do different. Um, because you heard this message, there's something you're gonna do different starting tomorrow for whatever you're gonna to do to make a change to, to work towards that 10 out of 10 relationship. Would you just stand right now? Stand to your feet in front of everybody. All right, thank you. Thank you for, for standing up. And we wanna to pray tonight, not just for those of you that are standing, but you know what? Like my heart is for each of you that we could take the time to say, God, I want to grow closer with you. Lord, you've spoken to me. And now, Kevin, I'm going to ask you, would you pray for each one of us tonight?
1: Lord, I just thank you that you created us to be in relationship with you. God, I I, I can only imagine, Lord, as you sit up on your throne, Lord, you, you wait for us so many times to begin that conversation every day. God, I pray that more than just checking a box, Father, this year, that we will truly go after you in a way that like some of the, we would pursue our own physical bride. God, in a way that, that our passion, Lord God, would be for you foremost, Father. God, I pray that every day when we wake up, Lord, I know there's so many things that we can think about first, but I pray, God, our first thought would be thanking you and praising you, Lord God. Our first thought would be, uh, how can I get closer to you? God, I pray for every single person in this room, Lord, that 2023 would be the best year of their life, Lord God, because it's the year that they sought you more than any other time in their life. It's a year where they put you first. It's a year, Lord God, where where they practiced your presence, Lord God, more than they ever have before. And God, I pray uh, through the course of this year, God, that we would hear more testimonies of you working and doing more, Lord God, because we've allowed, we've opened the door for you, Lord God, to bring heaven to earth and to move in supernatural ways in our lives, in our businesses, in our families, Lord God, in our church, in, in, in our heartaches, Lord God, in, in, in sickness and disease, Lord God. We wanna see you work and move, Lord God, in this place. So I just pray that everybody's standing, they've committed, Lord God, to passionately pursuing you. I pray, Lord God, that they will find you in a way like they've never found you before in 2023. In your holy, precious name, God, we ask this. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Praise you, Jesus. Amen. All right, so thank you all for coming to our New Year's Eve uh, service. Thank you if you're joining us and, and it's New Year's Day. If any of you would like prayer specifically about something, feel free to come forward. And, you know, I, I want to encourage you with this. Um, this isn't a one-time event tonight, right? For those of you that are making commitments to the Lord, that's great. For for those of you that, that you feel like God didn't give you anything about what to do differently to make your relationship a 10 out of 10, would you take that question with you? Right? Take that question with you. Think about it tonight. If you wake up in the middle of the night, think about it tomorrow morning, right? Spend some time asking God, God, what would I have to do differently to make 2023 the best year ever? So happy new year, everyone. Thank you for for coming. Feel free to join us downstairs for some food and fun. All right. God bless.